Welcome to Podcasting for the Right Reasons, where ABC brings the drama. And we are bringing you the final beachy analysis. Hey friends, I'm Ramardia. My name is Brendan. Welcome back to the final episode of Bachelor in Paradise, which has gone on far too long because now we're into October. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, we took an inappropriately placed vacation and we stayed too long at the beach. You know? Yeah. It's like that vacation where you're like, all right, we still have two weeks left. <laughs> and it's not even really, it's that, but it's also like when my wife and I took our honeymoon, we got a cheap cruise, but we took it in January. Like it's not mm. like it's still nice. It's just not necessarily what exactly what you wanted time wise. Yeah, yeah. So it was mm-hmm. too long and poor seasonal time. I, honeymoon or Bachelor in Paradise? <laughs> both. <laughs> like the day after Paradise, I shouldn't be having soup. Like I had soup yesterday. Dude, you're right. Right. I don't know. But it's over. But it's over. We have... Two weeks until Michelle. Yes. Michelle season will start October 19th, which is less than two weeks away. So very excited about that. Uh, Shall we jump in? Let's do it. All right. We start the episode uh, with Abigail. We left her her crying in the bathroom, and we pick her up crying in the bathroom. Did you believe those tears? (laughs) Yes, because I believe that she actually cared about Noah all along. She was just scared to show it. And then it wasn't until they were going to be broken up that she finally had the courage to actually say something. I kept looking for the tears, though. Like, I kept looking for more tears. And she did have, like, her eyes were a little wet. You know, her, right her, here. Like her makeup, her makeup was a little messed up too. I guess, but I was like, she could have splashed water on her face in the in the bathroom. Stop it! She's not <laughs> she's not Meryl Streep. <laughs> I know. Okay, I just like I just was having a hard time believing the depth of her emotions. I think it was a lot of emotions. I think it was. Upset about being broken up with. Upset about losing Noah, who she clearly at least liked a little bit to have stayed with this long. Yeah. Uh, as she said, she was embarrassed to be dumped like this on the last day of, of Paradise in front of millions of people watching at home. Did she say that millions of people part? No, but she said she was embarrassed, <laughs> which I would be embarrassed too. Yeah, it would be embarrassing, especially if you were voted most likely to live happily ever after. And then two seconds later, you're like, we broke up. Yeah. I mean, I would be for sure. I would be frustrated and embarrassed, too. So I think there was a lot of emotions that she was feeling and a lot of thoughts going through her head. Yeah. Because I for sure would be like, oh, y'all said that we were going to live happily ever after. You said that we were soulmates. Oh, guess what? We went onto the parking lot and we broke up. Much like what happened with them, I feel like was very much like real life high school drama. You go out in the parking lot and you talk, you decide like, we're going to different colleges. We're never going to make it work. (laughs) That was Abigail and Noah. Yeah. I'm going back to New York and you're going to Oklahoma to be a nurse. We can't keep this up. You can't do this. 
I'm a full-time influencer. I can't go to Oklahoma. <laughs> right. What does Abigail do? Is that what she does? Just influencing? I mean, not I mean, just yeah. in influencing. I don't want to insult influencers out there. I I think I have a little influencer in me. Like, I, I would want to do that if I could. I think... Well, you have to remember that all of these people have jobs until they go on two seasons. You're right. You're right. And then, because even Joe, I heard an uh, interview with Joe, and he was saying that, um, what was it, that his job allows him to, you know, it, more flexibility. And so he's literally like, maybe I'll go to New York. Maybe I'll do this. Maybe I'll do that. I'm like, really? Like, before Bachelor in Paradise, he was a grocery store owner. Now he's like, I'm a podcaster. I own my own sauce business. You know, like yeah. all of this. I'm like, man, it really does open up doors. I mean, he's almost at a million Instagram followers. He does not have a million yet? He has like 920. Stop. How does grocery store Joe not have more? Before Paris, he had like 600. He's... I just love him. He's so real. That means I'm like, I was like 200 shy of what grocery store Joe. No, 600,000, not 600. Oh, dang. <laughs> Look, I was going to say this podcast should be a lot more successful if you had almost 600,000 followers. I was like, I have like 400, 400 something, but whatever. For a moment, you really made me feel like I was that much closer to grocery store Joe. But I, I'm pretty sure when I told you that he was almost at ha- almost at a million, and then I said 600 before that, I thought you could assume thousand. He didn't go okay. from six. He didn't go from 600 followers to 920,000. I thought maybe he did. Okay, this is a big. This is a big franchise. But he was he already a part of. Now? Yeah. He didn't just show up at a beach out of nowhere. Okay, we're, my face. <laughs> we're getting out of hand here. Noah and Abigail. Uh, Abigail comes out of the bathroom. They just, they try to talk again. Uh, Abigail says, I was actually coming here to tell you that I was falling in love with you. Uh, Noah just keeps saying that she's not his person. Oh, Noah. And they decide to just both leave. And then Noah, not wanting to face anybody after that, just leaves. Abigail. He was like, deuces into the night. Abigail decides that she needs to tell everyone how terrible Noah is. So she goes. I know. Okay. With this, when Chelsea was talking about how he was terrible, when Serena was like, I can't believe he did this to you. You know, I was like, I don't feel like he did anything to her. Well, I mean, that's that's her that's her side of the story, and yeah. it's also her friends defending her. That's true. That's true. So, I mean, the Twitter and Instagram Instagram reaction was very non Abigail friendly. Really? So it were was, they kind of like we were last week? Yeah, they're just we like Abigail. I don't know no. what else you expected him to just like continuously tell you he loved you and support you even though you don't say anything to him right like that that's what's frustrating about this because like i said i was trying to find the tears i felt she's probably not good at showing her emotions but she showed her emotions when she got with with her friends and i get that you kind of hide the way you feel 
that like especially if you're like in a breakup or something I don't know that's how I am like I will you know act like I'm good and then be like wow this really sucks and then go home and cry but I don't know just I think I'm still trying to learn the way Abigail shows emotions um I think Noah is too and I think that's part of the problem (laughs) (laughs) uh so we have some we have some thoughts by the non-Abigail women. Uh, Mari says, it does make you wonder who else could be feeling the same way. And then Serena says, it would be honestly, it would honestly kill me to be put in that position. Oh, yeah. But Sweet Joe would not do that. Well, we, I guess we'll have to see. I don't know. <laughs> uh, and that's basically... Based on the sadness of the situation, uh, prom is basically over. Mm-hmm. The band probably has to be like, hey, there's a, been a breakup and a lot of crying, and we need you to just go ahead and leave. Just go Cause, home Because nobody, <laughs> really fe- nobody really feels any desire to party anymore. Oh, so yeah. I know we paid you for two and a half hours, but you're going to have to go now. <laughs> I like believe that the band was going to come back up on stage. They're like, encore, encore. And they're like, No. Go home. No. <laughs> there like, are five people like, crying no. in the courtyard right now. No. I was like, hey, hey, I'm going to need you to go. Because <laughs> there's a lot of tears right now and nobody's really in the mood for music anymore. It's over. Uh, we kind of end there and then we start at what we assume to be the final cocktail party. Of yes. the, and I don't really know how this is, fifth row ceremony. We've been on the beach since before Facebook was popular. And we've had four (laughs) rose ceremonies. Right. Like, we've been on the beach since Obama was president. First term. I don't even know who Obama is yet. (laughs) Obama's just a junior sitting there from Chicago. Right, right. I'm just like, what what is time for? Right. There are a few couples... Who are like really excited for this cocktail party. Give a chance to talk to their uh, significant others some more. And decide whether or not this is really going to be a thing. But unfortunately mm-hmm. Wells comes out and lets us know uh, that the group ceremony, the cocktail party will be canceled. He says, I'm going to cancel yeah, the cocktail. Wells co- is like, sorry guys. Yes. You thought you had to figure some stuff out? No, you really got to figure some stuff out. Panic time. He says, I'm going to cancel the cocktail party. Hopefully by now you've said the things you need to say to each other. And I did love his. Re- and James are like, have we though? I do love his response on Twitter. Someone tweeted at him and asked why he canceled the cocktail party. And his response was, I didn't want to bartend. So, I mean, I get He's it. like, no, y'all, I'm done with this. I'm the host now, the host on Bartender. He's just like, guys, I'm really tired. <laughs> I bartended all for all your drama for weeks on end. Right. I had He's to, like, absolutely not. I had to bartend at the prom. At the prom, I was he bartending. Did, didn't he? he did. Okay, how are you going to ask Wells to be the host? <laughs> and Yo, also bartend. I'm going to be like, you're moving on up, Wells. Just kidding. So and so wants a seven of seven and seven right down there. So could you? We we need you to we need you to do both. 
Right. Oh my gosh, Wells. Poor Wells, working overtime. I know, but uh, so we're gonna go ahead and straight to the rose ceremony. Uh, all of these are fairly no-brainers. Uh, Joe to Serena, Riley to Marissa, Kenny to Mari, Thomas to Becca, James to Anna, Aaron to Tia, and Ed to McKenna. Sending Chelsea and Natasha home. Oh, Natasha, the the swan song, like like. That Ed to McKenna, though. <laughs> and we'll get to Ed and McKenna. We'll get to Ed. Look, I will say this and this alone. Ed is a smitten kitten, and that's all it was. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Ed, Ed. was very much attracted to McKenna, which I very much get, because she's incredibly pretty. But that's really yeah. all it was. It was that Ed didn't yeah. have a connection with Natasha, and he didn't really have one with McKenna, so just go with the prettier one. But here's the deal. I felt like he did have a connection with Natasha. I thought it I mean, it could have grown, maybe. It definitely wasn't like a sparks fly, this is definitely something kind of thing. But I felt like it was like one of those things where, you know, you meet somebody and you're like, this is cool. All right. You know, we made out. Okay. This might be something. It might not be. I'm not going to overshoot it, you know? And then he, like, ran the other way to McKenna. He ran in a direction that is not going to take you anywhere. I think this is me putting myself in Ed's position. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is not this is not necessarily how Ed feels, but this is how I'm thinking if I was Ed. Okay, so buckle in for that. My thought is, my connection with Natasha, at this point, three out of ten, just based on the lack of time. I would have said a six. I would have said a 5.5. Lack of time, though. Yeah, you're right, you're right. So, three out of, four four out of ten. I'll give it a four out of ten. McKenna, I don't know. We've never had a conversation before. Mm-hmm. So in that situation, you're in paradise. This is not, you know, he's not probably, he's probably thinking at this point, he's not going to leave with Natasha. Yeah. And they're surely not getting engaged. Oh no. So if you don't really know if it's going to go somewhere with either of them, see the, see if there's a connection with the person you found more attractive. I guess. I mean, it's it sucks. It sucks for Natasha, but I don't put, I don't. I'm not surprised by Ed's behavior, or in any way disappointed in Ed. Ed is like, I don't really have a connection with Natasha. I don't have one with McKenna, so why don't I go with the person who's more that I find more attractive? Mm-hmm. Does Ed <laughs> just? I don't know. I don't know. Ed's, Ed's a character. Just not That's what Ed my is. Jam. What? Ed's a character. That's what Ed is. Oh my gosh, yeah. And even more so now than what I thought. Like seeing Ed in seeing Ed in a smaller snapshot than we did last season when he was on Tasha's season. Like Ed on Tasha's season was just like yelling at guys like was it um Jason? Yeah, Jason mostly. Jason that he was yelling at. Mostly. <laughs> and there was somebody else that he was like, all right, I'm just going to go after this dude. It was, it was, it was Chasen mostly. And then after Chasen was removed, he teamed up with, uh, 
with your boy to go after oh, Noah. Bennett? To go after Noah. That's right. Yes. And now Ed and Noah like barely talked on the beach. <laughs> they clearly weren't friends, and that's okay. Noah yeah. Noah Noah had friends. He had Ivan. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Oh man, I forgot that Noah was kind of sort of the villain. <laughs> yeah. Man. Um, so all so RIP of, to Natasha's time. Yes, Natasha and Natasha and Chelsea have left. We get into uh the next day and we we call everybody to the Palapa and we're gonna have we're gonna have a special guests come in and talk to you about the importance of paradise. How did you feel about the special guests? Uh the special guests that did not leave paradise at the appropriate time and made a mess of paradise when they were there? Yeah. Don't would, understand why they were selected. Uh, would you, I did would hear you like some rumblings? Would you like to know why they were selected? Because the first people that were selected were pregnant, or the first two couples were pregnant, and they were there. Honest to goodness, they were driving to a wedding and passing by Sayulita, and they asked. They were asked to stop by. Wait, that's why. Yes. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that they were there. So they were already in proximity. They were in proximity and were asked to stop by. Oh my gosh. Because I would have fully taken Jared and Ashley. Yes. I would have fully taken that. I would have fully accepted Raven and Adam. Especially oh. though Jared and Ashley. Jared and Ashley have a particular special connection. Because like I told you repeatedly, they were on two paradise. They didn't end up together. <laughs> it was, for lack of a better word, a shit show. And then, like, two years later, it's like, she finally got him. <laughs> Here's the list of couples I would have taken over them. Jared and Ashley. Jade and Tanner. Dylan and yeah, Hannah. again, just have them be the main people. Just cast them as the end couple. Dylan and Hannah. All successful couples from Paradise. Couples I did not expect nor necessarily want to see. Dean mm -hmm. and Kaylin. <laughs> I mean, I do not absolutely absolutely do not care about Dean and Kaylin. The uh, way, like you said, wasted their time there. <laughs> Dean went away, came back, asked Kaylin, will you live in a van down by the river with me? She had to think about it. You know, like it's no. Like, she was kind of a villain in her season. Dean is, like, a wayward boy who, like, you can't really figure out what's going on with him anyway. Also, I did see some people on Instagram commenting about, there were some memes that were commenting about um, Dean expecting, like, when he, like, him and Kaylin walked out, it was, like, you could tell he was expecting, like, a, oh, my gosh. And really, it was, like, like, who? What? Right. Why? Well, Dean hasn't been relevant in a while. No. And even Dean coming back onto Paradise that second time was like his last bit of relevance to me. Mm -hmm. But yes, the, the information that they were happened to be in the area came from Nick Vile's mouth on his podcast because he happened to be in a similar area a week after for the wedding, for another wedding that he was in. Hey, how many people <laughs> picked that locale? Right. Like, I don't okay. know, but... 
Uh, well, it's so COVID. Stop traveling. They they arrived and they gave a weird speech about the importance of activities they did not participate in. Mm-hmm. Uh, they talked about how important it is to take advantage of the fantasy suites, which mm-hmm. neither of them have ever participated in. Nope. So I don't know why they were there. And they talked about the proposal platform, which once again, they did not participate Thank in. You. Right. So I don't know why they're here. It was. And it was that awkward moment when they came back and she, he said something like, are you ready to get, like, was it get married or something? Like he gave like a rundown of things and she was like, yes. And it was so fake. Like you could tell that it was like a, like, you know, she was supposed to be thinking that he was asking her, but really he was asking them. And yeah. she was just like, yes. Oh, uh-huh. and I don't, I could really care less about you guys. Yeah. I really don't care. <laughs> uh, Kenny and Mari get the first conversation. Uh, Mari seems to be fine, ready to go. Kenny's worried that she will miss out on the years of partying that he participated in and probably still participates in. And I love how Mari, when they talk, Mari's like, yes, of course, I have friends that party, but I'm kind of more adult than that, so I don't really need it. Yeah, uh, he <laughs> said... Well, Kenny... Kenny is the one who lives the life of a 25-year-old. Mari's the one who actually lives the life of a 25-year-old. Oh, 100%, yeah. Uh, she says, I always wanted to get married young. So they decided mm-hmm. they're going to the fantasy suites. The next conversation is Becca and Thomas. Uh, Becca says she doesn't want to continue on. Thomas spends the next several minutes fake crying. Okay, okay. That's exactly what I was going to say. Okay, so earlier when I was looking for Abigail's tears, okay, like I like to hunt for tears when people are starting making that whimpering noise and they're like, they're, you, you know, you look at their eyes and you're like, Oh wow. You can tell if somebody's eyes are red. If somebody's eyes are wet. You know, you can, you basically, you can tell Thomas tears are non-existent. That was he just literally spent 35 seconds to a minute being like, don't get up on this. What was that crying voice? What? I think he was trying. I think the robot was trying to cry. Honestly, but he doesn't know like, how. It was so uncomfortable. And then when Becca was like, "I just want to. I need to see a little bit more humanity." You crying like that without you tearlessly crying and making a, the most awkward cry voice I've ever heard from. And I'm all about men showing emotions. I am like I fully support men crying if they want to. Showing their emotions, fully, 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 fully support a man being able to express himself. Thomas doing so, like said, was like watching a robot spaz out. Yeah. Like a robot being like, this is how humans cry. This is how I've seen humans cry. I'm going to cry. Yeah. There's something off about him, too. Yeah, I don't I don't know. He says things like... Uh... Basically what he's, yeah, like you said, he's saying, don't give up on us. Uh, I can't live with not having you. And she says, I just don't want, and then he starts to walk away, continuing his fake cry. She catches up with him saying, I just don't want you to think that what we had wasn't real and special. I have to just like trust myself in this decision right now, which clearly Mm -hmm. everything worked out because they're very happily together. Yeah. 
after they leave. I'm perplexed by this couple. Uh, hey, sorry guys. Uh, we cut out there for a minute. We're having some technical issues with uh, Miss Ernmardia's internet. So we'll just keep right. doing the best we can. And if things are choppy, uh, we apologize, but bear with us. Uh, what I was saying when you cut out Ernie was like this, like this relationship is not that surprising to me. Because Becca clearly wants to be in a relationship with a good guy. Thomas both wants a relationship and fame. Yeah. And he's getting that with Becca. So I I think it's one of those things where I think they might they could possibly work out. I don't think they will, but I don't I think they're gonna date for a while. Yeah. And he I thought it was funny, he kind of jumped the gun with his post. Because he posted, like, early on in the night that, um, let me see if I can pull it up here. He posted on early on the night, though, like, you're my safe place, you're this, you're that, yada, yada, yada. And it was like, what? You know, it was before they even broke up on screen. So it was confusing because he's like, you're safe. I feel like nothing would ever happen to me with you and all this stuff. And I was like, y'all just... Okay, 10 minutes later or a half hour later, however it was, they broke up on screen. They leave separately. So I'm like, Thomas, you should have saved that post for the end of the episode like everyone else did. He might have thought he was good because he might have stopped at the end at where they were on the East Coast. Maybe that's where he was. So mm-hmm. he thought he could watch it on the East Coast post after it happened on the East Coast and mm-hmm. not think about the fact that like California hasn't even started the episode yet. Yeah, because I was really confused. Like, here's the post. He's like, I feel safe with you as if nothing could ever go terribly wrong. Thank you for being someone who can I can put my trust in, someone who would never hurt me, someone who would never push us away. And then um, he hashtags Bachelor in Paradise, hashtag finale night, hashtag Becca Nation. Or, like, you know, T.H. Thomas. He put their names together. Nice. I Okay, this is a spicy take. And I was trying to figure out what Thomas reminds me of. Um, Thomas reminds me of the really good-looking guy that um, you fall for in the movie and everything is going really great. And then you're like, Oh, whoa, red flag. Like, that was kind of scary. He just, like, showed up out of nowhere while I was grocery shopping. Or he, like, showed up out of nowhere when I was trying to have my girls' night. And now he's, like, showing up at my workplace. I think I might want some space. And then all of a sudden, he's, like, everywhere. <laughs> what I say is, Thomas feels to me, like, have y'all ever seen that movie Fear with Mark Wahlberg and Reese Witherspoon? No, I've not. Mark Wahlberg is like this hot guy at first that Reese Witherspoon's like super into because he's like this hot older guy and then he ends up being a crazy stalker. Oh, okay. Uh, so uh, Becca and Thomas leave. We get the conversation between Ed and McKenna, which it was my favorite conversation of the night. Where it Ed's really like, was. Ed's like begging him, begging her to sleep with him. And she goes, no. I can't believe he went for it. Like even the guys were like, he's going to ask that girl. He's just like Ed to just meet a girl yesterday and try to get her to the fantasy suite today. Yeah. Kenny says classic Ed trying to get to the fantasy suites with a girl he met yesterday. Yep. 
love Joe was like, okay, there he goes. We'll see. He invited himself on her date <laughs> and trying to convince her to go to the fantasy suite with him. And then when she's like, I don't know, I think we should call it right now. And he's like, are you sure though? Because there's a spark. Like he literally was trying to convince her. You already convinced her to go on her own date. <laughs> with and you. I'm like, what, what is happening, Ed? Gosh, you're <laughs> the roller skate time. She made out with you. Leave her alone. <laughs> That's all you get, bro. Jeez. Props to her for sticking, for standing her ground. Uh, they do not continue on to the fantasy suites, oddly enough. Uh, she leaves. Uh, Ed yells up to the guys, hey, I got dumped. I'm out of here. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Like, Ed's a good sport. Everybody loves Ed. People in the interviews and everything, they're like, Ed is Ed's a character. He's great. So, he, I stick by the fact that he looks like a 90s boy band artist. No. He looks like from the new kids on the block. Uh, our next conversation is Anna and James, where we have the opposite situation happening, where Anna wants to see if things can continue on, and James says, I know you're not my person. I'm sorry, but, like, we're just not even going to try. And then it's like, but we could try, but James like, but we're not. I was surprised at James. Like, I thought he was going to be like, you know what? Okay. Like, let's maybe give it a shot. I heard a theory about okay, this. What's your theory? The theory was that someone had already pitched the Aaron and James thing mm. to James. And he thought it was, he he didn't think he was going to leave with Anna. And he didn't think Anna wanted to leave with him. So mm-hmm. that he had already decided this gag joke was going to be so hilarious, which, in fact, it was. It was my favorite part of the episode. It honestly did make me laugh out loud really hard. So I think it was they had already concocted this plan, and he had to, as nicely as possible, get rid of Anna. Yeah. Like, if they were to to go on dates again in the future, would not surprise me in the slightest. Yeah. But I think for this to work, he needed to let her go. But he, if that is the case, he made that girl cry. No, like yeah, she, he 100% did. And it was terrible. But I just think he was, I think a producer told him the idea. And he was so focused on the idea that he wasn't noticing how upset he was making Anna. Yeah. And I also think that, like, James, he seems like the kind of guy that um, he thinks things out. So I don't think he's, like, a jerk. You no. know, I don't think that he's the kind of guy that would lead a girl on. So maybe it was also that he just was like, you know what? Long run, I don't think Anna's like Anna and I are gonna work out. We had a fun time, but I got my best friend. Yeah. <laughs> so. And I've, this was the only time in the existence of me knowing who Anna is that I ever felt the smallest bit bad for her. Yeah, I same same. I did feel, but one could say that is a bit of karma, though. Oh, for sure. You know, after what she pulled on Matt season and borderline ruining a girl's life and reputation, I think this is, you know, I'm cool with this having happened to her. I am in full support of what happened to James and Aaron. So, yes. <laughs> and I do love the conversation with Tia. <laughs> Let's get into that. Uh, Aaron yeah. comes, James comes back and says, I let Anna go, but... He asked Aaron to head back to SD with him. He said, we came in together. We got to ride out together. Let's do it, bro. <laughs> and he's like, he's, right now? 
<laughs> he's like, right now. And he goes, okay, I gotta go talk to him. I have to go talk to Tia really quick. Riley and Joe are epically confused about how this is being handled. They're like, is this happening? Is this really happening? <laughs> so Aaron, Aaron goes and finds Tia. He says, do you mind talking to me for a minute? He pulls her to the entrance of the room and says, we have to do this fast. I actually care about you, but James is waiting for me right now. So we are about to bounce back to SD. <laughs> he, right. Yeah. He's, okay. Did he say, did he say he, like, I, I might've misheard him. I heard thought he said he was like terrified of her, but so he said, care about you. I care about you. Okay. Okay. So basically what he said was, what he said was, I like you. I know we're not leaving together, together, together. So I'm going to do this gag with my boy and I have your number. Right. He literally was like, hit me up. Or like, right. like, we can hang out, but I'm going to go do this. We're leaving now. She said right now, like the fact that when he pulled her over to the doorway and she said, Oh wait, we're, we're going to do this right, right here. Because yeah, everyone had been having Everyone had had their conversation on the same exact day bed in front of, between the girls' rooms and the guys' rooms. Mm-hmm. So everybody could watch and be like, oh, no, she's leaving, or oh, no, he's crying, or something. Yeah. This, in the doorway of this little area, he said, I got to do this fast. My boy's waiting for me. I That was the moment that, like, I was like, Aaron really... Yes, he can get on my nerves. If he was my friend in real life, you know, yes, I would think he was really attractive. Would I ever let him near me in a romantic situation? No, because I don't trust that, like, as far as I can throw him. But, like, I feel like Aaron would kill me in real life. Like, I would die laughing all of the time. Yes, and also, there's no one you want more in a bar than Aaron. Because all you have to do is that guy, say, that guy touched me, and he'll just right. drop anyone. He would have your back no matter what. No questions freaking asked. That is somebody on your side. Him and James, I feel like you could say, hey, I kicked that guy in the nuts. And he said, hey, don't do that, bro. And they said, like, let's beat the crap out of him. Right. They'd be like, I don't care that you kicked him in the nuts first. I would love to have them as my best friends. Yeah, the great, great best friends to have. <laughs> Terrible partners. Oh my gosh, but like the fact that they ran off together like freaking Thelma and Louise but in a happy ending. <laughs> right. I think my favorite part where, where Tia taking it all in stride laughs and just says twice I hate him. I, I hate him. <laughs> and she talks about it on um, Bachelor Happy Hour. She said she had planned to break up with him. Like she planned, she had talked to the girls already and said listen, like, you know, this ain't gonna work out. He's adorable, but this ain't gonna work out. I don't and she literally spent the whole morning thinking, I don't know what the heck this is. He pulled me aside, we made out hardcore, and I don't know what's going on now. But we ain't living together, we're leaving together. So she had planned to be like, We're gonna have this nice conversation. I'm gonna let him down easy. She said he pulled me aside and gave me seven seconds of a breakup. She was like, Are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> oh my gosh, it was great. That was that, that was my favorite part of the by far my favorite part of the episode. There were several people that shared that the uh, image of James, the image of Aaron on James's back, had become their screensaver. 
I saw that a few times on Twitter, but so that was good. Uh, next conversation is Riley and Marissa, uh, the piece de resistance, <laughs> where Riley, fully taking advantage of what seems to be Marissa's hardcore anxiety, leads. She, homegirl was having anxiety when she didn't even need to have anxiety, you know? She, she's being led to believe that Riley's breaking up with her. I was confused when he was pausing and everything. Like, I was like, what? What's happening? This is what he said. He says, we have to know for sure if this is something, like, we want to continue. And, like, I've been thinking over and over all day, even up there with the guys, I'm watching people leave. And all I guess I can really say is I would love to go to the fantasy suite with you. Oh, my God. She says, Riley... Why would you do that to me? And then she says, I love that man to us. Yeah. So obviously, obviously he is well aware and picked on her insecurities to play a joke, which I very much appreciate because that's what real relationships are. Yes. Yes. Like that, when he did that to her, I was like, I feel like they are a fully formed couple. Yes. Like that is cemented. If you can pick on someone like that and the other person can take it like she did, and get so mad, you know, like, you know, she's under such pressure because she thought that he was going to leave her. And then to tell us, I love that man. Like, I believe her. I believe him too. But like, when she said that, I was like, I, that's real. So I loved it. Yeah. Uh, Joe and Serena are next. Same conversation. They sit down. I'd like to spend a night with, I would really want to spend a night with you. Says Joe, uh, Serena's reply is with, I would like to spend the night with you too. She leans over and whispers in his ear, trying to keep it out of the microphone. I'm in love with you. And then he, not understanding the situation, yells back. I was going to say that later, <laughs> but I love you too very much though. The, those two as well. Yes. Like Riley and Marissa, Joe and Serena. Like, and I, like I said, I express my my great, great love for grocery store Joe all of the time. He seems so authentic. Yeah. Like everything he says seems so, so him, you know, it doesn't seem like a performance at all. And when those two are together, they do seem very real and they like seem like they compliment each other so, so well. Uh, And this is where I could have ended the episode because I knew what was happening. What did you think was happening? They were all going to get engaged. Yeah. See, I really I really did not see Kenny and Mari getting engaged. You're, I you're Honestly, I think you might be being silly. <laughs> okay, I could have taken one couple. I would have seen Joe and Serena getting engaged. But I think I would have thought Kenny and Mari and Marissa and Riley would probably be like, we're in this. We're going to work through it. Uh, Joe is in life and where the way Serena with Serena's maturity and all of the real world stuff that happened with Kendall and everything and how how laid back they both are but how real they seem I would have been like okay they're they're gonna get engaged okay so my thought was there was a there was a 100% chance Joe and Serena were getting engaged. Mm-hmm. There was an 85 to 90% chance that Riley was going to propose to Marissa because Marissa was mm-hmm. not going to say no. No. And I thought there was 60% chance that 
Kenny would propose. And I, there was a 100% chance Mar- uh, Mario was going to say yes if she did. If he did. Yeah, I I really thought that the Kenny and Mari thing was like a, a 40%. Because they're so attracted to each other and they're so like, you know, and they've been through such drama that I felt like, okay, let's cool it down. Because, you know, when you're like, you've got that beginning thing of relationship and it is just intense, but then you got to level it out. That was think- that was the reason I saw them getting engaged. To level it out? No, because it had been so crazy and so oh. hot and cold that a hot and cold yeah. couple, you know, the hot and cold couple is a couple that gets married in Vegas because they can't wait f- until the courthouse opens on Monday. Right. But then a month later gets divorced. Now, I don't know if they'll stay together. Right. And I- that's what I'm saying is I could see Kenny and Mari could have gotten married today. Yeah. And I wow, okay. They might they might have gotten married right after on the day Paradise aired this yeah. finale. They were like, hey, you know what? Let's just go to the courthouse. Let's let's do it. Uh so we start fantasy suites. I just really want to push right through these. Yeah. Uh they all have fantasy suites. Uh Joe and Serena have a nice dinner. Uh Kenny and Mari have tacos again. Of course. And then to keep things up with everything, Riley and Marissa have strawberry and whipped cream, but they're only putting whipped cream on the strawberries. Yeah. Them and food. Man. And the producers really play it up. Because that's all they really have. Really, really play it up. I thought it was very interesting how there's two overly sexual relationships and then Joe and Serena who are like a TV sitcom couple yeah, that don't do anything. I love the TV sitcom couple though. No, I do too. I very yeah. much enjoy it over the other two in terms of just like, okay, we can tone it down like a notch or two. Yeah. Because that's, those are the couples that I'm saying like, you know, you got to know that something's real outside of that like, spontaneous combustion of attraction you know and for joe and serena it's like they make each other nervous they're so attracted to each other but then they also just get along really well and it's really sweet but yeah and like it's like yeah you have no question no doubt about it that they're both really attracted to each other they're both very attractive people you know but like those two couples like you're saying like overly sexual overly like oh my gosh, let's eat everything off of each other. It's like, mm, I don't know. Yeah, it was, I mean, it's, it's, it was nice to see them be like that. So it was It was nice to have a nice, uh, a nice difference mm-hmm. between at least one of the couples not being everything they say and everything they do is like erotic. It was not heavy. Yeah. yeah. And I think that um with Joe and Serena too, it's like I don't know. They're yeah, it's it, like like I said, they're obviously very attracted to each other, but it's very kind and sweet. Yes. Um, yeah. So we get to proposal day. Everyone gets ready. Uh Kenny and Mario are first. Kenny looks nice. Mara shows up in a very pretty flower dress. I really liked her dress. 
each of them get a uh, a quick conversation from Kalen and from Dean as they go down. Uh, Kenny says, Mari, I'm so effing in love with you. I literally can't see my life without you. And then he says, oh man, these old bones. And I don't think <laughs> it was the old bones. I think it was the tightness of his pants. Yes. I think that was the reason he went, he had trouble sitting down, kneeling. Not, it was not, I, I think it was just like, oh, these pants are way too tight. Yeah, because let's be real, Kenny's a very active individual. Oh, yeah, he clearly know. works out. So I think any problem was was from the pants, not. Yeah. And I think, have, do you follow um, uh, Kenny or Joe on Instagram? I don't. Because those two have been hanging out since they live in Chicago. Nice. And so, um, what was it about two? It was about two or three weeks ago. There was, uh, I think, Joe posted a story or one of them. Um, but him and Kenny were about to work out, and he's like, uh, "Kenny, we got to finish working out because Wheel of Fortune's on." <laughs> you know, it's like on on his TV, you know, and they're clearly just gonna like work out in his living room or something. But it was just the best. Like he's like, "Kenny, Wheel of Fortune's on. We gotta hurry up." <laughs> And I love it because, like, he's a 35-year-old, you know, and Kenny's a 40-year-old. They're just hanging out in Chicago watching Wheel of Fortune and lifting weights. <laughs> so I uh, love it. So uh, great, but, yeah. He proposes. Mari says yes. They celebrate with champagnes. And then they give the stupid thing that they always do where they give each other the last rose. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, we're engaged! Which, hearing back-to-back couples do that was annoying. <laughs> uh, next is Marissa and Riley. The only couple with any kind of actual questions because Riley had said that he had had to think. Yeah. When he left Marissa. Did you, what did you think when he whispered that in her ear before he left? I think he is, he is bathing in the bachelor Kool-Aid and he believes that the proposal means something, even if no one else yeah. does. Yeah. He's taking, the, he's taking, this as seriously as anyone has ever taken anything ever and as he should and as he should but i think he he treats it he treats the proposal the way it used to be treated Mm -hmm. not the way it's been treated recently yeah i i think yeah I, i i agree with you i think that he is like if i'm gonna ask this girl to marry me that means i am I am devoting my Sunday morning dream to her. Yes. A very real thing to like describe that. Cause that's not only like, that is a continuation of the Riley that we got to know on Tasha's season. Mm-hmm. You know, he told that story on Tasha's season. Like that is something that is, we knew in the beginning of, you know, us getting to know Riley and then seeing him on the Island. So it was like, we like, at least to me, like I felt like this is a fully fleshed out, I guess, quote unquote, character of reality TV. Like he was really like, this is who I am. This is my dream. Mm-hmm. And for me to tell this yeah. to you is like, that felt like a proposal in and of itself when he was telling her, I can see you being like that Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. I'll put it this like, way. When he said that, I teared up. Yeah, I'll put it this way. And then that with her. I'll put it this way and then we'll move on. Uh, if Peter had taken his proposal half as seriously 
as she took as uh, Riley took his, that that finale would have been a lot less confusing because he wouldn't have proposed to anyone. Right. If exactly. Pe- yeah, if Peter had taken it half as seriously, he wouldn't have proposed to Hannah Ann because the person he mm-hmm. was in love with uh, had left. Yeah. Right. No, I totally agree. Uh, but he comes up. Marissa is still very nervous. Uh, Marissa makes it through her speech about uh, being a, f- a fairy tale romance. And Riley says, uh, Marissa, I love you, but I need to be sure. That said, will you marry me? And he proposes. Sure did. She says yes, and they're very happy. It was really sweet. Yeah, it was a very sweet proposal. Uh, I just saw a really sweet picture of them on Instagram just now, too. Who do you think will get? Well, we'll talk about this after. Uh, the only interesting thing to happen one of the, one of the few things that are interesting to happen that happened this episode happens next uh, Kendall shows up to talk to Joe while he waits Kendall basically what was your thought what was your thought when Kendall came in it was exactly what I said last week Kendall stop embarrassing yourself no one cares that you're here yeah Joe Joe once again shows that he is done with her. He has yeah. learned how much of a priority he was to her, despite what she says, mm-hmm. by the fact that he w- she wouldn't even consider moving to Chicago. So he's like, okay, well, if you can't even consider moving to, moving anywhere for me after I had already moved for you, then, then we're done here. Mm-hmm. And he believed that. And even seeing her come down and seeing her on proposal day, it did not change anything for me. Like, I'm I'm still very much in love with Serena. I'm not in love with you. You can mm-hmm. go, basically. Yeah. When she came down, I like my heart started beating a little faster because I was like, what if this does end in a shocker? You know, like what if something does happen? Because like Joe, I think Joe very much like Riley, I don't think he does something that is just for show, you know? Yeah. Like I think, and 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 like I said, like I heard him on Bachelor Happy Hour talking about it, and it was it was kind of weird because like Becca's friends with Kendall, yeah, had mentioned that you know she was like, but she didn't know that she had stayed, and so she had already left and everything, and she said she texted her, I think of like when she got back or whatever, and she didn't hear from Kendall for a couple of days, and she was like, where the heck is Kendall? And she texted her again, or either Kendall texted her finally or whatever. And said, yeah, I ended up staying to talk to Joe one more time. And she was like, okay, girl. (laughs) Oh, boy. What happened? You know? And it was just, it was one of those things, like, it was very confusing. And I knew, obviously, from a PR perspective, which had Mm -hmm. to be going through Joe's mind, whether he meant, whether he wanted it to or not, he could not leave Serena right now. Right. Because if he left Serena at this point, he would have been crucified. Yeah. Because it, we social media really has, bad. as much as we all love Joe, social media has a very heavy, very pro-Serena uh, stance. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even sure mm-hmm. if Joe's love could have overcome Serena's, Serena's love because Serena's love is just very new. Yeah, yeah. I think... Um... Yeah, so 
when he he had a very interesting like this is what i mean like when when joe says things he just says it and we, like he he says what he's thinking he says what he means and that's it and i think that is like that you know the chicago joe that i was talking about whenever he was like him and his girls approached uh you know the dudes on the beach brendan and piper and Chris right and what's, what's her name alana yeah um, you know when chicago joe checks in he's like all right let's take care of this business let's get it done and so he was saying when he saw kendall come down those stairs and you saw it on his face like his you know his smile kind of got tightened and he was like okay here we go what's going on you know and he said right. hi to her and everything but he said when he saw her he's kind of thinking you know there's nothing else to say like i don't really want to hear there's not there's nothing else i want to hear you say because i know what i want to do right you know who i want to be with like you were saying yeah for him it even further solidified his love for serena but you could tell in those moments that he was like what's she gonna try to what's she gonna try to pull now mm-hmm. she's gonna try to pull now i'm over it <laughs> yeah which uh things went fine she basically said uh i'm really happy for you and serena and i was i did what she i hoped she would do she was just there to tell him that she was done and i'm happy for you guys uh he takes some time to regroup yeah after she leaves kenny and mari are watching from a distance which i thought very much appreciated and then uh which leads me to believe that they were not last, that they were probably second. Who, Joe and Serena? Yes. Yeah, I thought that same thing. I was like, why? Kenny and Mari, they wouldn't be down up there watching because Riley and Marissa weren't watching. Right. So Joe and Joe and Serena were probably filmed second. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But my thought was, I was next to my wife, not yelling because my son was asleep, but I was just like, Kenny, go talk to your boy. Mm-hmm. Your boy might be crumbling right now and he needs you. And I'm just like, Kenny, yeah. what are you doing? If I was Kenny, I would have been sprinting down the stairs like, bro, like, you can't let her get in your head. You love Serena. Do what you got to do. Do what you came here to do. Yeah. But he yeah. pulls himself together. I was nervous about that. He pulls himself together. Uh, Serena comes down, gives her speech. About, you know, she talks about how she loves him more and more every day. And then she he says, my ex did just show up on the beach. If anything, it just made me more confident in how much that I, how much I love you. And then he gets down on his, he gets down on his knees and then proposes while his voice was breaking. So obviously he yeah. meant to. I think that one it was really precious the fact that he told her you yes. know instantly like he told her it was the first thing he said stop yeah like my ex did just come down the beach he could have not brought that up and just told her off camera or something you know but he told her right then and there to clear the air yes. and i really appreciate that like the fact that he's always been as honest as we've seen mm-hmm. you know when kendall came and he was like i don't know where my head's at you know, like yeah. I did love her. We did have this relationship. I got to figure some things out, you know? And he says like the way that Serena handled it is what made him even more attracted to her. And she says that the way that he handled his ex being on the beach and also his relationship with her made her, her more attracted to him. So it was weird how Kendall brought them closer. Yeah. 
you know, in a, in a way. And also I did love the fact that Serena asked him how he was when he told her that Kendall showed up, you know, she was like, are you kidding me? And then are you okay? You yeah. know, like she wasn't like, mm-hmm. oh my God, sucks. This is our girl ever going to leave us alone. Like, oh my gosh, I can't marry you like this. Like she was just <laughs> like, are you? <laughs> right. Yeah. That was nice. Yeah. And then, uh, she jokes that, uh, oh my God, my family's going to kill me. Yeah. Joe replies with, I'm sure they're going to kill me first. And then we just get a quick update about what everyone else is up to. Uh, they, they let us know that James and Aaron are living their happily ever after as roommates in San Diego. <laughs> Noah and Abigail are giving their relationship another try, which I knew because I had seen a photo of them together at a coffee shop. Oh, a couple days did? ago. I didn't know that. I was surprised. So there was that. Uh, there was. They talked about how Becca and Thomas are together and in love. Uh, Brennan and Piper are laying low and are now yeah. broken up. Are, are they broken up? Yes, they broke up officially. Okay. I had wondered. I thought I had heard some things. Yes, they are no longer together. A little bit after Bachelor in Paradise though, right? Yeah, it, it was just reported in the last few days. Okay, okay. Because I was like, I thought they worked together. I'd seen them. Like... Yeah, they they had been together and they just broke up. Okay. It was just made official that they broke up a few days ago. Mm-hmm. And then the biggest news of all, Natasha, who went from around 100,000 followers on Instagram, has now 460,000. Oh, man. Natasha. And then all of our engaged couples are still guy. together. Who is? All of our engaged couples are all of our yeah. engaged couples are still together. I was really glad that all of the engaged couples were still together. I really what did you think about the way that they let us know how everybody was instead of an after the final rose? If they're not going to give us that, then at least if they're not gonna give us a proper reunion, then at least give us that. Yeah. I'm almost for a paradise wrap up like this always. Yeah. I don't really need that after the final rose. From the for the island, not for like for the seasons Bachelor and Bachelorette. I like yes. the AFR for sure, but for the island, there's so many people that cycle through. Mm-hmm. There's so people like they told us who, how our main players were, how everything shook out, how they are now. So they, they yeah, on the people, the people that meant something, we kept up, we catch caught up with, and the people that mm-hmm. didn't didn't, and that's all I really care about. Yeah. Because I love how even Kelsey was in there and, and talking about her milk of magnesia, you know, and they were like, yeah. her, skin, her skin is good and she's still regular. Yes. So <laughs> ov- overall, too long by about a week or two, but overall yeah. a, a good season of Paradise. Yeah, it was a good season. It just, I wish it had been earlier in the summer and don't give me those three hour long unnecessary episodes again. And I think... What we need to do as a paradise, as paradise, as far as paradise goes, is it needs to be revamped how it's done a little in mm-hmm. terms of the second half of the season. Because the first yeah. half is so good and it drops off mm-hmm. so quickly. Yeah, and this one really did. Like it was a quick drop off for this one. I think what needs to happen is we need to find a separate area where we keep the happy couples. Because we got to a point where people were, people in the date, in, in the couples were being offered dates 
uh-huh. that were just vehemently turning them down. So that's yeah. not good for the beach. So what we need is to sh- move those people out. Like once you like still keep up with them so that they have a reason to go. Like maybe we spend 15 or 20 minutes every episode mm-hmm. shaking up on nose couples so that there's some incentive for them to move on. So you're saying that like they should be like in their own area, like their own island. Once you're like with somebody, then it's like you go over here now and all the like, people will be out over here. Like have it set up to where like they, when the couples agree that they will no longer be accepting dates, mm-hmm. which in and of itself will cause issues. Mm-hmm. If one of them is willing to accept dates and the other one isn't, that would be awkward and drama. But once, like Joe and Serena, they got to a point where they weren't going to accept dates. Same no, with Riley and no. Marissa. So move on. I don't need you. I don't need you taking up space for people who will accept dates and cause drama. So what though? I love I love the balance like, of like the happy couples and the dramatic people because if you move the happy couples. You only have James and Natasha hanging out waiting for new people to come. Well, that's what I'm saying. Eventually, we got to a point where there was nobody willing to go on dates except for Ed. So (laughs) once you're happy, you're still part of the group. You're just a little bit off to the side. And we bring in more people. Have them off to the side. And then have the main area people willing to accept dates from anybody. We need we need to have week one, two, and three, and four were great. Week five, yeah. six, and seven sucked because there wasn't enough people that were willing to go on dates. Okay, so how about this though? What if they just call it once those people get to that point? I mean, because they're the- not going to do that, Ernie. They want the okay, screen I was time. Say, part of the experience though is to give these people time to get to know each other. That okay. and and. Let's say Piper and James, Piper and Brendan, don't screw it up. Mm-hmm. They're not going to ever say they're done, because then they have to leave the screen. Right. You have that's to get. You have to give them screen incentive to stay. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like maybe the producers say, like, okay, it looks like Paradise is organically wrapping itself up now. You know. But, like, we've still got this many people that are going to come down. Maybe we send in a guy and a girl. You know, maybe they do that instead of just one girl in there who then, poor McKenna, has no date options at all, ends up crying because Aaron is like, meh, I don't really want you. You know? I just <laughs> like, think that we need to have... A guy and a girl. We need then. to, I think, at all times have six people, five to six mm-hmm. people, who are willing to go on dates and it just got to the point where we didn't have that. So we need to mm-hmm. find a way to not lose the people who are together because that's part of the fun of the end of the season. Yeah. But we need to find a way to create and create and maintain drama mm-hmm. that allows the season to continue efficiently. I'm not for the last minute like dump of new people though. That no. late in the game, like it's unfair to send in somebody a week before the last episode. Well, but part of that problem is once again is the show ex the show's expectation of engagement. Mm-hmm. If we have two separate endings, where we have the couples who are fine getting engaged to create the feel good of the show, 
and then couples at the very end deciding whether or not they even want to be together anymore. Mm-hmm. Having the end on the other side that creates intrigue. Like if like if at this like if we went from proposal to awkward Ed McKenna conversation back and mm-hmm. forth, that's fun. The last hour of this show was useless in terms of in in terms of intrigue. I was bored. Yeah, straight oh, it up. Really, it was. I was done. So we need to. They need to find a way to to carry the intrigue and momentum of the first four weeks through the rest of the season. They haven't yet, and it's gonna. It's going to damage the show. Yeah. See, I like I said. I just think it, what would fix it for me is just stop throwing in all these people last minute and then expecting them to have a serious conversation two minutes after they went on a date. Like, it's silly to throw in an Anna. It's silly to throw in Natasha, or not Natasha, um, McKenna. Even though I like McKenna, um, I think that they, because also there was a time in there where they weren't really, like, I feel like you can add two people in instead of one person here, one person here. You know, they did it too slow. I think you like rapid fire at the beginning of paradise. They're throwing people in, you know, yeah. then they slow it down. And then they're like, oh, okay, here's McKenna. Here's Ed here. Like, okay. Like have those two people come chasing. And was it chasing and Ed at the same time? Chasing and uh, it was Damar and Ed. Ed, Ed and Damar and Chasen and Chris. Yeah. Like do that, but like maybe do it with a guy and a girl. You know, or something. So or, maybe there's a, a like a, potential there for there. There's double the drama. Well, that's but what I'm saying. Like, or like just move to the side. Like, once Joe and Serena were set, mm-hmm. they were nice, but they weren't interesting. Neither were Noah and See, Abigail. I thought they were interesting the whole time. They weren't. I, in- I like seeing those romances build though, because then, like, what if something does go wrong? Kenny and Mari. They were they, they were all over the place. Then they came back. Kenny, Kenny and Mari wouldn't have gone to the other side though, because for a while, both of them for the for a while, Mari Mari was looking for other dates, so they wouldn't yeah. have left. But once Joe and Serena were like, okay, we're locked in. Mm-hmm. Like when you're turning down dates, every time mm-hmm. someone comes down, you're no longer fun and you're no longer helpful. I want to see your relationship blossom. But I want to see your relationship blossom over here. Nah, because then I don't you need you. I don't need you at the Rose nah. Palapa. I don't. You, but you wouldn't have gotten that drama with Joe leading those girls down the island, being like, "Let's take care of business." If Joe's off somewhere else, someone no, else everybody together. I like the island. Everybody together. Just don't throw in the random people. I'd... We're probably going like, to agree to disagree. <laughs> I think that they need to do something to make it interesting because the last three weeks freaking sucked and they have to do something. It's too much. They could have cut it, is what I'm saying. They could have cut it. But I would rather have six good weeks than five good weeks. Like, just learn how to make it better. It's not that hard. I just think that they could, they don't throw those three hour dumps in our, like. <laughs> no, but the three hour dumps wouldn't be that big of a deal if they were good. Even if they're good, like, no, give me something good, but in two hours. Don't add another hour, and it's pointless. That's what got me. That's what made me feel too over with Bachelor in Paradise, too, like, ugh, exhausted with it. The only thing that kept me around was uh, 
Joe and Serena and Riley and Marissa. Yeah, I, no, I get it. Uh, just kind of wrap things up. Are any of these three couples going to get married? I do think that I think Riley and okay, let me let me think. I do think that Joe and Serena are going to get married because they already are talking a timeline. They're trying to figure out if they are going to live in what city they're going to live in or if they're going to start getting <laughs> and start a new life in New York because apparently both of them have like New York connections. They like New York. It's close closer to Canada, but it's also like it would be somewhere new for them both. I see that- I can see them moving to New York and then eventually mm-hmm. settling in Chicago. That and I I think that's what it sounds like. Like that's what I think they're both leaning towards New York because Joe says his like lease is up, you know, I think next year or something like that. So like um, they're trying to figure that out. But the next step is like they're already thinking like, okay, we're going to do this back and forth for a bit. Then when his lease is up, they're going to choose to probably live in New York. And then they're going to like work on, you know, still getting to know each other, but getting married. Because apparently they had, they said they even know how it's, what it's like to live together now because they had to quarantine with each other after um that's true so he was like i already know what it's like to live in an apartment with her you know we had like a ton of time to just like live um so i think they'll get married because they're already like an old married couple like when you hear them and you see them like they're i think they're sad i think so too i think riley and marissa will eventually get married yeah I... i think i think marissa I would not be surprised if Marissa like announces in like a couple of months that she's already pregnant. It's, it's like, true. I feel like Riley and Marissa are like, however, which way this family, this Sunday morning dream, everything is going to happen. Like, I think that they will be popping out babies. I think that they, I do think that they will get married. I think but, so too. Yeah. Uh, well, it was a. Yeah, Kenny and Mari, I don't know. <laughs> I was just going to be like, I don't know, so I'm just going to move on. Uh, <laughs> who knows? But we have Michelle's season starting in two weeks. Sure After that, do. we have uh, Clayton's season of The Bachelor. Our, it's still so weird to me that we know. We know when no one's really talking about it. Yeah, like, that's weird to me. And it's weird to me that he's on the previews. Like, when I see him, I'm like, how far do you get? You know, how invested am I going to be or not going to be? Is How does this ruin things? Because I, way back in the day, was not a fan when they told me before Rachel Lindsay had even left Nick Vile's season that she was the new Bachelorette. Like, I was like, what? Why tell me? I don't know. You know? I don't like I don't think they cho- I'll put it this way. I don't think they chose to tell us. You think it was just leaked? I think it were- was leaked because all of a sudden I was just seeing random tweets from Mike Fleiss about hints of who the bachelor was yeah i'm just like mike fleiss just doesn't give random poorly done tweets out of nowhere Mm -hmm. it's because something's leaked out where it wasn't supposed to they really should they should have they shouldn't have been filming they shouldn't have been like you know what i mean yeah like wait there was no rush i don't know but some definitely something was leaked i think uh, yeah. Did you see the Abigail drama? Okay. Let's yes. let's we'll we'll end the episode talking about this. Okay. What in the world? Because when I found out that her and Noah were together, 
I was like, but what about Dale Master? <laughs> so it seems like between her season and Paradise, this is all rumor. So I don't, I haven't confirmed right. any of this. Obviously, allegedly. I don't know. This is yeah. all allegedly, all unconfirmed. Mm-hmm. It seems that somewhere between uh, the end of Matt's season and the start of filming in Paradise, Dale and Abigail may or may not have hooked up and slept together. And that is why Dale and Claire broke up finally while Claire and Dale were on a break. And we believe this to be accurate because Claire tagged Abigail in an Instagram post about her dying mother. Oh, okay. I didn't know about the tag. That's the... She tagged her in the picture of her dog. She is messy. She is messy and petty. And since then, she has untagged Abigail, but not before everything blew out of proportion. Because I was wondering how we got to this point. That's the the missing link I had. Because I knew I had seen the post. I should have double tapped on the post. Because I saw the post of her mom's hand. Because every time her and Gail break up, she posts a picture of her mom's hand. It's weird. I don't know why she does it. Like, She's weird. Did you hear that Dale had gone, um, they had broken up, but Dale had gone to, what was it? Was she in San Diego too? I feel like. She's in Sacramento. I Sacramento. Think. He had gone to Sacramento to be with her when he heard that her mom had taken a turn for the worst and she was going to be on hospital. And she blocked his number. So, but he had flown there to be with her because he knows her mom and everything, obviously, like, so he was like, I'm going to be here with her. But she blocked him so he couldn't have communication with her. He didn't know, like, where she was. He didn't know where to, like, meet her and everything. So, but, yeah. Like, she was like, get out of my life. But I did not know about the messiness of tagging Abigail. We have learned very much so that Claire is a petty, petulant child. She really is. And it's, it's honestly, more than anything, it's embarrassing. It's so ironic because when they were so into having an older bachelorette who was going to bring a sense of maturity and, you know, um, some calm to what storm Peter season was, it was supposed to be balanced. It was supposed to be something we would have. This is how adults function. But Claire shows us that age ain't nothing but a number. Well, I think Claire talks a good talk. Until oh, yeah. things don't go exactly how she wants them to. And then that's when she becomes the child. But and I she think... She becomes that woman who... And we've talked about this before. Like, And it, again, I'm a feminist. I believe in girl power. I'm, I support you. But at the same time, I don't like that that fake sense of like strength. You know, that thing of like, I don't need a man or I don't need... You know, um, like I'm just gonna yell at you, you know, kind of thing. Which is all very, which is all very fake. Yeah, because it's yeah, it's like a fake strength mm-hmm. that's masking some insecurities to me. The best way to pro, pro, the right, I think the best way to explain it is that she doth protest too much, that she's not weak. Yeah. yeah. She talks about how strong she is, that it's evident she's weak. And it's sad. It's yeah. sad to me. But yeah, so she, she says she's still healing from the surgery. Her and Dale broke up. I 
I can't get over the fact that she tagged Abigail though. She's a petty child. Like, I've never liked her. I didn't like her then. Imagine, like, I very much loved Tasha, and I loved having her as a bachelorette. But there was better choices. Like, Kelsey would have been a fun season of The Bachelorette if they hadn't gone so far towards Claire. Like, I think Kelsey would have been a fun season. I like Kelsey a lot. She seemed to, like, pull herself together a little bit. But just Mm -hmm. I'm just thinking just, like, of people on Peter's season who showed more maturity than Claire did. Those girls were too young. They needed the pendulum to swing a little bit further away and then go back to that. But it's not even about the age. Like, Serena... Yeah. She's 23, but she's not 23. Serena feels like she's, like, the same age as Tasha. And, like, Tasia. we have... They need to stop seeing everything as numbers. hmm And start seeing that maturity is more than just a number, like we've learned. hmm Like, Serena would have could have commanded and very well done a season of The Bachelorette. Oh, yeah. Where Claire's season, even though she's 40, fell apart. Yeah. For the exact for exactly the same reason they assumed a girl Serena's age would. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. It's so ironic of what happened because that really did prove to us that, like I said, age is nothing but a number yeah. and it doesn't mean anything. Um, I'm, I'm I really do love what Tasha has been able to how how Tasha has been able to use the Bachelorette season. Because um, we all loved Tasha at first, anyway. We loved her on Colton season. I would say I liked Tasha on Colton season. I loved her on the island. That's, That's fair. when I really was yeah. like, okay, Tasha's really like she's like to borrow a phrase from Joe when he told Kendall, she's a catch, you know, yeah, for sure. She's great. And so, but I really loved Tasha when she was the Bachelorette. I feel like she was the Bachelorette that should have been chosen all along, and. She carried her season, and now she has. She's a successful podcast host. She's on com- in commercials. You know, she's got things going on, all while also maintaining her relationship. Mm-hmm. She's so you know, like I said, she's hosting with Caitlin the next the next um, season of The Bachelorette. Yep. You know, she's been able to successfully use her season to springboard into more success. And I think that like she's gonna be around for a long time because of it. Yes. So, so. we uh well that was a very exciting conversation about Abigail, Claire, and Dale. Uh, <laughs> That's still cute. We're gonna take a couple weeks break. Uh we have our Rose League out yes. and available to set up for that we'll have it set up for Michelle's season. Uh, it's podcasting for the right reasons. You'll see the logo in the right-hand corner. The password is Ernie Brendan 21 E-R-N-I-E-B-R-E-N-D-A-N-21. Do they have to capitalize the B? I think capitalize both names just in case. I don't know if it's, pa- okay. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's case sensitive. I would assume so because it's a password, but try it either way. Uh, that will be so you can search for it on the Rose League app, and you can also when we get closer, it will be a featured group 
on the app. So invite all of your- Come on down and join us. Join me for my first time. Brian's been playing this like apparently like the whole time or whatever. This is my very first time. For, I will say for, I mean, y'all gotta be ready because for Paradise, I was 245 out of 996. Mm, You've been climbing the chart. I had a, I had a good, my last two weeks were good. 170 out of 627 in the finale. I was 128 out of 553. Ooh, that's good. Yeah, I'm excited about the competition. This is the kind of competition I like. This is where I get really into it. Yes. So I think a lot of you guys are going to really like this. And plus, like we've been talking about in the past couple of weeks, like we're trying to figure out like some giveaways for you guys. We're trying to figure out our Instagram is still climbing. So once we get to the hundredth follower and then we'll try to do something for like the next hundred followers. So that would be 200. I don't care. I'm just trying to figure it out because you guys are obviously connecting on social media. Yes. So Brendan and Piper post. Right. <laughs> like we're uh, all over it, but y'all are still hanging on. So yeah. Invite all of your friends. The Rose, the podcasting for the right reasons, Rose league is available for anyone. I would I would prefer if you're a listener because I would love to hear to see how my listeners think. But anybody is available. So anybody that you know that watches the show, tell them to join the league. It takes three minutes a week to pick mm-hmm. your people and then you can you can talk trash in the chat if you want to. So that will be starting for Michelle season. Yeah. So we'll do that. So they have to be just locked in before each episode. Right? Yes. Like, each, yeah. There, the, it, each episode is its own competition. So you don't have exactly. to start. You don't have to be locked in two weeks, two weeks from a week from Tuesday for the first episode. You can choose to participate each week individually. This is going to be super fun. I like this. I like the flexibility of it. I love that we're partnering with the Rose League. I like that we made that happen. Um, and I'm just really excited about like I said, the competition, this will be such a great interactive way to connect with listeners, you guys, to connect with um, the Rose League, because I think those guys are going to be super fun Yes. To, to be with. So, yeah, it'll be great. So, yeah, I, I will, the world. <laughs> in the next few weeks, I'm going to post, I'm going to post a video to our Twitter, to our TikTok, okay. and to our, and I'll send it to Ernie to post on the Instagram of how to how to once you have the app how to get into our league and choose a lineup so i'll i'll be making that and we'll post that to everywhere to get people more informed about how the league works Fantastic. Um, this will be so fun speaking of which the tiktok is at right underscore reasons underscore pod i haven't posted in a while but i need to get into that again uh the instagram is podcasting for the right reasons and the twitter is right reasons pod so follow That's us all up there Find and us on then all socials that's right. Ooh, also, the Patreon guys. Patreon. Yes, patreon.com slash podcasting for the right reasons. $4 a cup of us, the cost of a small cup of coffee at Starbucks. So we could appreciate any financial support so that we can continue to grow the quality and financial amount of your prizes. Uh, we will see you all in two weeks. Ernie, I will talk to you later. All right. Bye, guys. Bye, everybody. Oh, 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 oh,